Hey friend, this is Shelby, host of the Resilient Podcast. I believe that every woman should have what she needs to feel confident. Each experience looks different, but that doesn't mean we have to be alone. What if as women, we came together and had real conversations that strengthened each other to go deeper with God and go further in life? I don't know about you, but that's what I'm here for. Let's do this together. Hello, welcome back to the Resilient Podcast. This is Shelby Mossman, and I am here today to talk about the second part of our series on prayer. And this one is going to be focused on the practical side of building a strong prayer life. The last episode um, was focused on the heart behind prayer, why God calls us into a life of prayer, what that kind of looks like. And my heart with that was just to impart maybe a desire in you for a life of prayer. And this episode is going to be different because it's going to be very practical in like how you can cultivate that life in a real tangible way. Um, because I, I kind of mentioned in the last episode, I loved the idea of prayer, but putting it into practice was so much harder. And and we're often taught that we should pray and that it's a good thing that we should have a quote unquote better prayer life. We put that pressure often on ourselves as well, but we don't even know how to get there. So we will spend time in prayer and always be disappointed or um, feel like it's not enough. And that's really not God's heart. He doesn't want us to be guilted into prayer, into spending time with him. Um, but if you did not listen to the first part of this series, I would encourage you to go back to part one and just get the heart behind it. Um, and then now we're just going to jump right in and I'm going to start off with the four types of prayer. So there are four main types of prayer and I'm going to list them, but then we're going to jump into what they specifically are. So the first type of prayer is intercession, which is asking God to bring change in the lives of others, whether it's in a person, a place, or a situation. Okay. So then the second type of prayer is declaration prayer, which is the word of God spoken in faith to bring about change. Then the third type of prayer is contemplative or devotional prayer. And this is the idea where you become what you behold. So it's personal transformation through spending time with God. And then the fourth and last type is supplication, which is asking prayer. So it's asking God to bring change in your personal life. So I'm going to, that was just a quick overview. I'm going to break down each one of these things, but then exactly how you can do it and some practical tools that will help you to do the types of prayer. And the reason I want to break it down in these four types is because I think once we understand that there are different styles of ways we can pray and th there are tools that accompany those styles, it can help us to better sustain longer times of prayer with God. And a lot of times I think that's one of our bigger struggles is to um, not start to pray, but to know what to say and how to go and more than like three minutes and be like, I don't know what to do anymore. And so um, once you get an understanding of what type of prayer you are trying to partake in, then it equips you to do it um, in a more, um, not a better way because it's not like worse or better prayer, but uh, I think a simpler way for you and for me, and then also just makes it more sustainable. So let's jump into intercession to start. So intercession is when we pray for others. It's standing in the gap and this can be done corporately or individually. So I, if you have been following the podcast or my social media page, Resilient, Resilient for the Women, 
you know that I am a part of a ministry called Global Prayer House. So we are a YWAM base that has a prayer house and we do corporate prayer in that setting. And that is very much intercession. We are praying and standing in the gap on behalf of someone or something else. And so uh, we pray for different seven different spheres of uh, society. If you don't know what those are, I'd encourage you to take a look at those. It's like, uh, I'm not going to remember off the top of my head, but it would be like business, family, the arts and entertainment. Um, that's three of them. I like, I cannot remember them all off the top of my head right now, but there's the seven different spheres of society that we often pray and intercede for in our nation. Oh, politics. That would be another one. That's very important. Um, but then you can also do intercession, not just on a corporate level, but also, um, on a personal level. So individually, and you can, really just stand in the gap and agree with God's heart for a situation or someone or something else. And I find a great tool for interceding is actually praying in tongues. And I have an episode, I'm not going to break down all of what I believe around praying in tongues or um, all of the specifics of how to be empowered to do that in this episode. But I do have one. So if you scroll back, uh, I don't remember which episode it is, but I would encourage you to go listen to my episode on speaking or praying in tongues uh, because it will help you to get an understanding if you're not familiar with this already. Um, But I'm going to just break it down a little bit Uh, because it is a very helpful tool when we're interceding on behalf of someone or something else. And Romans 8, 26 through 27 talks about this. It says, we do not know what we ought to pray for, but the spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. And he who searches our hearts knows the mind of Christ because the spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance with the will of God. And so it's talking here about how the Holy Spirit intercedes through for us through wordless groans. And um, I would say that it it's very helpful for us to also intercede through wordless groans. So through um, our, our spirit language, our uh, prayer language between us and God. And um, what I have found to be very helpful with this is that I often do not know what I should pray for. Like it says in this verse, we don't know what we ought to pray for. And so when I partner with the Holy Spirit through speaking in tongues, it helps me to pray for something when I don't know the right answer, when I don't know what to say, when I don't have the words. And it talks about in the Bible, praying without ceasing. And I remember thinking when I was younger, like, how can you pray without ceasing? Like, how do you pray without literally stopping? And I believe that speaking in tongues or praying in tongues is really a way to pray without ceasing because you can do it um, all the time, wherever you are, when you're driving in the car, when you are washing the dishes in your house, uh, when you are going on a walk or getting some exercise in, you can pray in tongues and be communing. Your spirit can be communing with the Holy Spirit as you do this. And so you might not have the words, you might not know what to pray, but as your spirit connects with the Holy Spirit, you are praying out uh, what is on God's heart because you're coming into alignment with the Spirit of God. And tongues, when you break it down, is the Spirit-energized ability to pray, worship, and give thanks. And so it's the Spirit-energized way to pray. And this brings us out of our flesh and into our spirit. And so it gets us out of even our own thoughts, our own desires, our own emotions, and helps us to pray really in line uh, with the Holy Spirit, because we're we're laying those things down and going, okay, I'm just going to allow my spirit to connect with the Holy Spirit. 
And so that really aligns us with what what God's desires are, what the Holy Spirit's desires are. And so when you're interceding, when you're interceding for a situation or a person or a place or a thing, or when you're interceding, you don't often have the right answer. When I'm praying for someone else, I'm not going, yeah, I know the solution to this issue that I am praying for. No, most often I don't. And so it's very, very important to uh, pray um, in alignment with what God has. And I believe praying in tongues really equips us to do that. And so inter- for intercession specifically, I would say that praying in tongues is a powerful tool. And even in general, if you want to pray more, I would encourage you to pray in tongues. Um, also, ob- obviously pray in um like not in tongues, <laughs> um, because that I think helps you to connect on a mental and emotional level uh, with God's heart as well. But praying in tongues uh, is a way to increase your time in prayer because you can do it as you're going about your day. You don't have to have be seated on your couch uh, at, with your Bible open in order to do that. And so I have found in my own life, I can be with my kids, I can be uh, running errands, and I can be tuned into the Holy Spirit through speaking in tongues. So that is the first type of prayer and one tool that I find especially helpful. And again, go back to my episode on praying in tongues if you are not familiar with this and if you haven't been activated in this before because I break down what the Bible says about it and then how you can step out in it. All right, so then the second type of prayer I'm actually going to combine the second and the third because there is a an amazing tool that I would say you can use for both of these types of prayer. And so one, um, the second type would be declaration in prayer. And the third type of prayer is devotional prayer. So those two, um, first of all, declaration in prayer is a word from the Lord through the Bible or revelation. So this can come through dreams, visions, prophecy, or obviously, like I said, through the Bible. And then devotional prayer is personal transformation through spending time with God. So again, you become like what you behold. So what you set your attention on, what you meditate on, what you look at, what you spend time thinking about, you're going to become like. And so uh, devotional prayer is that transformational prayer. Okay, so a major part of prayer is connecting with God. And he wants us to pray for things. And he wants us to have requests, but he really wants us to draw near to him and his heart. And so he desires intimacy and relationship. And really that's the reason he invites us into prayer and invites us to have a prayer life. And I have even seen in my own life, but also biblically, it talks about how sometimes he withhold things. He withholds things in order for us to press in and seek it out because he wants us to draw near. So he doesn't give us the answer we're longing for right in the moment sometimes because he's like, yeah, if I give you that answer right now, are you going to come to me? Are you going to be with me? Are you going to press into my heart? I, I've seen, like, I think it says in Kings, like, God conceals a matter. It's the honor of God to conceal a matter. It's the honor of kings to seek out that matter. And that's not word for word. Um, Oh, sorry. Proverbs 25, 2 here. I do have the verse written down. It is the glory of God to conceal a matter, but the glory of kings is to search a matter out. And a lot of times uh, God wants us to draw near into intimacy and relationship with him. And so he will hold things back so that we come and seek him out. Not everything in the kingdom is going to come easy and natural to you. 
like just that's a hard truth, but not everything is going to. And I don't think God even wants to give everything easy and simple because that would take away this piece of walking with him. And um, I don't believe that he causes harm or he causes hardship or he like that he makes bad things happen to us. I, I believe that he allows them, but he does not make them happen. So I want to be really clear about that. But it's an honor for us to be able to seek things out and search out what is on God's heart and who he is. And he wants us to press in. He longs for our presence. Just like you long for him in a, in a like specific way, he longs for our presence, for us to draw near. And um, so he invites us to do that. And so uh, a great tool for both of these types of prayer is actually pray reading the word or the Bible. And I've talked about this briefly before, but I want to give you guys a refresher on what that looks like. Um, cause there's different ways that you can pray, read the word, but this is one of the tools that completely changed my walk with God and my times of prayer, even more specifically, and really any time that I spent with God, because pray reading the word helped me to know what to pray. It gave me language to talk to God. Um, And it's also a very powerful tool because when you are praying out God's word, the Bible, you know that you are praying in alignment with his will. You cannot be praying out the word of God and be praying for things that are not on his heart. And so it's a really powerful way to, one, have the words when you don't have the right words and don't know what to say. And and maybe you have gone through a prayer list and you don't know where to go from there. Um, But it's also... Great, um, because you know that you are coming into alignment with what's on God's heart as you pray, read the word. So here's how you would pray, read the word. There's four steps. The first step is you're going to take a verse or several verses, and then you're going to read them out loud. Then you're going to rephrase them, which is step two. And step three is you are going to pray them out in your own words. And then the final step, step four, is you're going to talk to God about it. Okay. So that's just how you do it. I'm going to now give you an example of what that looks like. So Philippians 4, 6 through 7 says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So, I would take that verse and read it out loud like I just did, those two verses, and I'm going to rephrase it and then pray it out in my own words. So I'm going to say, God, I choose not to be anxious for anything. I'm going to come to you in prayer instead of having anxiety. And I thank you. I want to thank you even right now, God, that I can come to you in this way. Father, bring me peace as I lay down my anxiety. I ask you to bring me peace. And I'm going to allow that peace to transcend my own understanding and give me new understanding that is yours and not my own. God, help me to do that. Okay, that's rephrasing it and praying it out in my own words. And then I'm going to finish by talking to God about it. So very simply, I would just dialogue back and forth with him going, all right, God, it's very hard for me to not be anxious right now. And I don't know why I am, but I can't escape this feeling of anxiety. And so God, I just ask you, show me, show me how to lay this down. Help me where I can't do it on my own. Help me, bring me peace. And 
is there a way, God, that I can lay things down in order to have your peace? Show me. And then I would wait for his response. And it would become a dialogue in that way, waiting to hear from him and speaking back and forth with him. And so it's taking these verses and really making them real and personal for me. But it's also aligning my heart with the will of God, with what his word says, with um, who he commands me to be and wants me to be. Um, So there's so many powerful pieces of this. And like I said before, it just gives us language to talk to God and it also aligns us with his heart and his will. But there's a couple helpful focuses, two specific focuses or types of verses to pray when you are using this tool. Because it is not always going to work great for every single Bible verse. So you can, I guess you could (laughs) pray read any Bible verse in the entire Bible but a lot of them are not going to be very applicable or helpful. And so it is very helpful to go and look for these specific types of verses. So the first type would be scripture that is focused on promises to believe. So these are, this is verses talking about what we should believe. So this would be like believing God's love, that he forgives, that he protects, he provides, that he's good. This is what we can believe. And so These are great verses uh, that we can pray read. I'm going to give you an example uh, of one like this and how to do it. So I'm going to use Psalm 23 verse 1. The Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. So to pray read, what I'm going to do is I'm going to take that verse and I'm going to read it out loud like I just did, whether it's one verse or multiple verses. I'm just doing one to keep it simple. But like I just read, the Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. Okay, so you're going to take that and then you are going to thank God for this truth. So God, thank you so much that you are my shepherd, that you are a good shepherd and that you provide everything that I need, that every need that I have is found in you and you want to be there to deliver on your promises to show me that you're good. Thank you for leading me. Okay, and then the third step for prayer reading this type of verse is asking God for new revelation or understanding about it. So I would say, God, show me how you are my good shepherd. Show me how have you led me down the right path? How have you protected me? Show me, God, how have you protected me even this week, this month? What have you protected me from? Remind me of those things. And then I would sit there and dialogue with God about this. I would take a moment to hear what he's saying and hear what, how he's responding to my questions. And um, then I would release that back to him. The second type of Bible verses to look for when you're wanting to pray read specifically would be scripture that is focused on leading us to obey. So this is where God commands us to serve others, to trust him, um, where we are taught how to tithe and what to do with our money. Um, Anything that is something like that's a commandment or an instruction from the Lord. So an example of this would be Proverbs 3, 5. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. And so what I would do with this type of verse is I would read the verse out loud like I just did. And then I would commit to obey it. So God, I choose to trust you. I I command my heart to come into a place of trust with you. I lay down my own understanding. And then I would ask God for grace in it. So God, help me where I lean too far into my own will and I get stubborn. God, help me. And then you would speak it out as truth. So I choose to trust you, even when I cannot see. 
I am a girl who trusts the Lord. I am a woman who is powerful and strong, but I submit that understanding my own strength in unto the Lord because I love you, Father. So speaking it out as truth. That is how you would do those types of verses. And so really you can do any verse that you find in the Bible, but those are ones that I would encourage you to look for. And again, this is such a powerful tool because you are coming into alignment with God's will. It's great for declaration prayer because you are declaring and speaking the word over yourself or situations over other people. Um, It's also great for devotional prayer because you're speaking out truth of what you want to become. So like that idea of becoming what you behold, you are speaking out the word of God, which you want to become like, and it's going to transform you. It also gives us language or words to help us go deeper with God. And it helps us not just say things, but we're also, when we say things out loud and why it's important to say it out loud is because then we're also hearing it. So we're speaking it, but then we're hearing it as well. And I do this all the time when I pray. It is so helpful for me because I sit down to pray and my mind is in a million places. I have a bunch of different tasks and I I can go down a list, but it's not very much like heart connection in that for me. And so this is a great tool for me to come close to God, draw near to him and know how to connect with his heart as well as start to reflect more of who he is and who he wants me to be. All right. Finally, the last type of prayer is supplication, which is asking prayer. So this is asking God to bring change in your own life. So this is different than intercession because it's asking God for something personal. It's not for other people. This would be for yourself, your own circumstances, maybe your ministry, like your personal ministry, but not like anything that is outward focused. This would be inward focused prayer. Philippians 4, 6 says, be anxious or worried for nothing, but by prayer and supplication or petition, present your requests to God. And so through this, we can ask for supernatural breakthrough. We can uh, ask God to bring provision or to empower us with his own power. Um, A lot of different ways would be like asking God to protect us, to bring us direction, uh, meet our financial needs, help us have strength over sin, give us wisdom. This is just the type of prayer where you go before God and you're like, God, I need you in this area of my life. I need your help in this area. This is petition or supplication prayer. And with this, one encouragement that I have for you is to never stop praying. Luke 11, 9 through 10 says, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened. For everyone who asks, receives. He who seeks, finds. And to him who knocks, the door will be opened. God wants to do things in you and through you. But we have to do our part. We have to come to him in prayer. We have to ask. I remember for my own life, something more personal for me is I had a very broken relationship with someone that was very close to me in my life. Somebody I really cared for, but our relationship over years had deteriorated and there was a lot of hurt between us and a lot of brokenness to the point where I had to cut off relationship for a season because I was hurt. And I also, it wasn't just on them, but whenever I interacted with this person, it it seemed like I would revert back to like behavior that I did not like in myself as well. And so I had to create distance for a season. And during that time, I really desired reconciliation. And so what I started to do is I started to pray and I started to ask God to bring redemption in this area. 
And I also worked on my own heart and the things that I felt like I could control. But with this person, I, I didn't know how to move forward because I didn't feel like they understood where I was coming from or how they had hurt me. And so, um, in that I chose to forgive, even if this person had not apologized to me. And then I prayed and I prayed and I prayed and I prayed. And it was about a two year process, I think of praying. And even throughout this process, there were times where I was around this person again and things actually got worse. Like as I prayed for like reconciliation, our relationship got worse. And I was like, God, this is the first time in my life that I'm really going after something in prayer and contending for something. And it's actually getting worse and not getting better. And it was a very difficult season and very hard thing for me as I prayed. And it was crazy though, because through that process, it was like years later, I was sitting down and I had agreed to go to coffee with this person because they had asked me to and I had prayed about it. And I was like, you know what? I feel like I should go. So I went and I remember sitting there in this coffee shop and this, this person came to me and said, Shelby, I want to apologize for the way that I've hurt you. And I want you to share any ways that I have hurt you because I want to own them and I want to make them right. And I was blown away because this had never happened in our relationship before. And I had in many ways given up. I continued to pray, but I had in my heart given up hope. And it was so powerful because in this moment I started to weep and I, and then there was reconciliation and the conversation went on from there and it was so, so powerful. But it was the first glimpse that I had that if I don't quit in prayer, God can do it. And if he can do it for me, he can do it for you. James 4, 2 says, you do not have because you do not ask. I have a better relationship with this person now than I've ever had. And I believe that if we ask, we can have what we desire. And I'm not saying that we, it's a guarantee that we're going to get all that we want all the time. This is not a prosperity gospel, but we don't have things a lot of times because we don't even take the time to ask. God wants us to ask. He wants us to come to him in prayer. Another thought too with this type of prayer that is more focused on self. A lot of times we think it's bad or prideful or selfish to pray for ourselves. But really it's humility. It shows our dependence on God. It's really saying, God, I need you. I need you in my life. I need your breakthrough. I need your power. I am broken without you. And so don't be hesitant to pray for yourself, for your own needs and the things that are on your heart. One other tool that is very helpful in prayer in general, there's a tool and I will link it below, um, but there's a free download on mikebickle.org called Prayers to Strengthen Your Inner Man. And this is a tool that takes you through how... um, you can pray. And there's different acronyms that um, can give you kind of prompts in how to pray. And so I will attach that in the notes if you if you want some more like practical tools. But just to kind of wrap up this episode, I want to just touch on a few final like simple housekeeping tools that are going to help you to sustain a life of prayer. One um, is to make a schedule. I would encourage you to schedule out when you are going to pray because a lot of times we do not do things if it's not in our schedule. Uh, I remember someone saying, make an appointment with God and keep it. Like I wouldn't blow 
you off. If I, if you and I had a time that we were going for coffee, I wouldn't just not show up. And so if I put you in my schedule, you are going to be there. And so I would encourage you put God in your schedule, make a, a time that you are going to pray. And that could be in the morning. If that's the best time for you, it could be in the evening. I don't know, but get time alone with God specifically for prayer. Also, there are four voices. And I've talked about this, I think, in the episode where we discuss hearing God's voice. Um, but in order to pray, it's very helpful to silence three of those voices. Those voices would be your own voice, the voice of others, and the voice of the enemy. And then the fourth voice you have in your head is God's voice. And so if you want to pray and you want to spend time with God in this way, you got to be tuned into his voice. And so you silence your own thoughts. Just, I command my thoughts to be silent in Jesus' name. You can silence the voice of others by getting to a quiet place. Then you silence the voice of the enemy by saying, you know, I command the enemy to be silenced. You have no place here. And then you just say, God, I invite you to speak to me. I'm listening. Okay, another helpful tool is to make a prayer list. And I said before that like prayer lists are uh, not the only way you want to pray, but they can be a a jump start, like a place that you can start. And so just putting down on a list things that you want to pray for can be super f- powerful and just give you s- somewhere to go. Um, you can feel free to deviate from that list uh, to use some of these other tools. But another piece that's really cool is when you write down your prayer requests and they get answered, you get to see that those things were answered. A lot of times we pray for things, but then we forget that we even prayed those prayers and God answers our prayer and we don't even realize it. So we don't give him the glory and we don't even see that like, wow, he hears me. So when I started keeping a list of different prayers, it helped me to acknowledge like, oh, God actually hears me and he answered that prayer. Okay, now I can move on to a different prayer. And so a prayer list is not just a negative thing. It can be a very powerful tool in spending time in prayer. Okay, pray for yourself. Pray for people or other places. You can pray for specific issues that are on your heart. Maybe you are passionate about social justice or there's a natural disaster or political unrest, which... Wow, if you are in Canada or you are listening from Canada or the States, you are probably hearing what is going on in our nation right now. And I'm not going to go into that, but it is heartbreaking um, with, yeah, just our our country is very much um, broken and our political system is broken. The whole thing is very broken. And so I would encourage you, pray for your government, pray for natural disasters, pray for whatever God is pressing on your heart. And then another thing that is so helpful, because when you pray, you don't want to just go in, go out, check it off the list and move on with your day. You want to connect with God's heart. And so a way that you can do that is to awaken your spirit during your times of prayer. And so to do that, you are going to turn your attention to the Holy Spirit. You can thank him for his leading, for his presence, really just giving him your attention. And I the way I like to do this is I like to take my hands and I place them on my belly because the Holy Spirit resides within me. So it helps me tune into like, oh yeah, the Holy Spirit is here. And I start to speak to him and I thank him. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are here, that you are a good helper and a good leader, that I am able to connect with God, this God who resides within me, that Holy Spirit, you never leave me. So I I just speak 
to him and I give him my attention, God, I or Holy Spirit, I just speak to you and I give you my attention. Awaken my heart. And as I do this, I a lot of times as I do this for three minutes, five minutes, however long, it starts to help me like my spirit comes alive and I connect with the Holy Spirit. And a lot of times we don't feel God's presence because we don't turn our attention to the Holy Spirit. We don't acknowledge that he's there, that he's a real person, that he is part of God, three parts, right? That he is just as real as Jesus and just as real as the Father. And so turning your attention to the Holy Spirit is going to bring new life, I would say, to your walk with God, but then even more specifically your times of prayer. Um, If you have difficulty focusing in prayer, I would focus either on God on the throne or the Holy Spirit inside you. because those are both the reality of your standing before God is he's on the throne and the Holy Spirit also lives within you. So either one of those, those are both true. And so when I don't know what to think about or my thoughts run, that's what I focus on because it helps me uh, to not have my thoughts all over the place. Speaking in tongues is really helpful. Also, if you get distracted, writing down like whatever pops in your head, a lot of my to-do list pops in my head when I'm trying to pray have a little notepad there and write down like whatever it might be that is distracting you so that you don't forget it, but you also aren't trying to like remember that while you're praying. Pray reading the word, use it. Meditation. Um, How you would meditate is you would take a verse or a passage and you would mull over it or like just fix your mind on it. So by reading it, saying it, memorizing it, putting it up in your room, getting it in front of you in one way or another, um, really just talking to God about it. That is how you meditate on a verse or passage of scripture. And pray reading is really a form of meditation. um, But I would encourage you like meditate before the Lord on the word. (laughs) Okay. So those are all the tools that I have. Um, And so just to wrap up, like I said this in the last episode, but guys, There's lots of different tools, lots of different ways that you can pray, but ultimately it's just talking to God. It's getting with him, drawing near, getting in his presence and speaking with him and listening for his voice. And so don't overcomplicate it. Just tune into who God is and, and what he's doing and connect with him. And that's my heart, even in giving you these tools is I desire that you connect with God in whatever way possible. Um, through whatever tools work best for you. Some of these might be great. Some of these might not apply to you, but I would encourage you to get with God and spend time with him in prayer because it does change things. Like prayer really works. It really changes the outcome of your own life. Um, It transforms who you are. It can transform circumstances. Um, So I would encourage you just get with the Lord in prayer um, and, and do this. Pray, read the word, do it. <laughs> it changed so much for me. And I hope that it can do that for you. Tune in with us next week. Uh, we will be coming up in the next several weeks here. We're going to be having some guests on the podcast. And so I'm very excited for what they will bring. It's very different than what I bring. And so uh, make sure to tune in with us again next week. Thanks for hanging out today. If you enjoyed this podcast, make sure to subscribe and leave a review. I also want to let you know that I've written an ebook called Refreshing Your Prayer Life. This is a tool that I'd love for you to have access to. You can download this free ebook by following the link in the episode notes below. Let's chat again soon.